Gundam style and welcome to Wow Cool Robot. I'm Julia and I'll be your co-host for yet another episode and I think I did that right. I use she and her pronouns. <laughs> I'm your other co-host, Jared, or Jay, and I use he and him pronouns. I'm just laughing because it's funny how much you hate saying it. It's miserable and it's awful and it's every time difficult. <laughs> and I'm Max and I use he him pronouns and I say despicable things all week long and I'm totally fine so I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, that's why I sent you those, despicable those good you, yellow minions. Huh? Dis- ah. <laughs> My face when I'm despicable? <laughs> uh, hot off the back of Grugio 3. <laughs> Technically Grugio 4, because Minions is between Despicable Me 2 and 3, and we will be coming back for uh, Minions 2 Rise of Gru next summer, I believe it comes out. Excellent. I'm As glad we're talking about be. that on the related podcast. I'm glad we're talking about a different <laughs> podcast of mine that is within a podcast of mine that is behind a paywall. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've uh, got layers to this. Patreon.com slash pod of greed. <laughs> Stop shilling. This this show doesn't have a fucking Patreon. I'm allowed to shill another one of mine. I don't make money off this. I do I just I do it for the love of the game. God. God. Welcome back to the shit show, everyone. I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> Welcome back to the world is in a shit show. The world uh, I'm referring more to the world of Gundam Wing, but uh, uh, um, <laughs> we're getting close to the end of the series. After what do we have? Three episodes left. Three podcast episodes left. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, that make that that is what I was saying, but that makes more sense to clarify. There are yeah. ten episodes of the show left. Um, One so- day we'll get a new opening. Next week we'll get a then, new opening. Next week we get a new opening. <laughs> it's in the Honestly, middle of the match wait. too. <laughs> like the fact that we've been hearing um, rhythm emotion, like yes. in like fucking AMV form at the end of a couple episodes, makes me like more hyped to actually like see no, it on not, screen. Not the end of a couple episodes. I'm pretty sure it's been the end of every episode Everyone. for four episodes. It's pretty. It's good. Yeah, the the rhythm emotion intensifies steadily until it becomes the new intro. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Absolutely. If we must, we we must so you can go back to the moon. It's also very true. I would like us to get into it so that I can go play more Final Fantasy. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, do you, Julia? Are you referring to Final Fantasy fourteen, the award winning MMO, free up to level sixty, including the first award winning expansion, uh, Stormblood? Heavensward. Heavensward. Fuck, I was yeah, close. <laughs> Got it in two. What's the episode, yes, I please? Am, in fact, yeah, thirty-seven. <laughs> Zero versus Epion. Sex arrives in the Saint Kingdom too late and is devastated. He and Wing Zero ends up fighting Hero and Epion, but the battle ends in a draw. They both fall out of their robots um, because those machines are evil, and they end up exchanging Gundams. Uh, Relina reluctantly takes Duke Dermale's offer to become the new representative of Romafeller. Meanwhile, the lunar base and the uncompleted Libra are hijacked by the White Fang Revolutionary Army as they begin their quest to take back space from Ramafeller, and Subarov is killed during Wu Fei's attack on the lunar base. Hell yeah. Fuck I yeah, have Robin not been able to stop thinking about this episode. <laughs> it's so good. It's a lot. Nothing, nothing has made me laugh harder recently than, like, Zex and Hero just, like saying fuck you and then taking each other's gundams yeah <laughs> like they're like okay we're obviously enemies now fight 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 coming Here, soon have my car. to tlc gundam swap <laughs> like gundam swap he just like throws his helmet 
That's it's so good. I don't, I don't good, want yeah. them. This shit's busted. You take it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Your Gundam's this, better. I want this one back. <laughs> like, and and that being the moment that caps off, like, all of the action that we got in this episode is just, it's so fun. This, this episode was everything that I've been waiting for and more. Like, when it comes to Wing Zero facing off against Epion, I don't think this is going to be the last time we see it, but for the first time we see it, pretty damn good and they're like evenly matched too like yeah wing has like the fucking stupid buster cannon but also epion has a beam that's like a wired beam saber and a heat whip that sword is like the coolest i I cannot stress how much i love the epion's beam saber Mm -hmm. like i I don't know if now is the appropriate moment to talk about it but it's like yeah, why not it's like proto lightsabers in like the star wars universe where it's it's still it's still wired technology but it's not because it has to be it's wired so it can output more um which is the thing that i love about it so so fat in comparison to the other swords absolutely lights lightsabers jesus i think i've mentioned this i don't know if it was in like the discord chat or if it was on an episode or not at this point but it really reminds me of the Sazabi and like the Sinanju, which have these like these axes that have these beams, and they also have like an extension on top of that that's a, a single beam saber. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like all of that combined at just at once. So it has this like fat, flat blade. And it it's looks like so <gasps> imposing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very much in line with like the original Gundam's design. It's humanoid as like kind of a scare tactic. Like, uh, Max, you were talking in the Discord today about how in, uh, what is it, it's um, Crossbone Dust, where there's mm-hmm. a, a ball designed to look like a Gundam head to terrorize people. And it, it, it's oh, absolutely, weird. like, on that level of, like, it, it is an intimidation factor. Like, if I had just a regular beam saber and I saw something with a beam saber like that, I would turn around. I would leave. Because yeah, I'd be I'm like, outmatched. you know what? I think I'm good, actually. <laughs> It's it's so sick, and I love that we, like, I think we've seen Hiro, like, slicing and dicing with it before, but, like, this is the first time I think we really see it in full and in action, like, not just, like, a quick green slice through something. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so which, good. Which, speaking of, uh, we, we, like, get an explanation of the Zero System for the intro, and Zex is, like, racing to the Sank Kingdom, and we, we go back to Hiro... Pretty much right where he left off, just absolutely tearing. He's been killing for hours. <laughs> he's he's been nonstop, uh, and and this is where we get a really good like first view of the Epion's dope ass beam saber, and mm-hmm. it shreds through an entire mobile doll battalion. It it does that same like uh, the crossed legs in front with the beam whip or, or the heat heat rod. Uh, I think that's the correct term, and and it just like slices through an entire wave of Virgos in one go. I'm looking to see, I'm looking on the wiki to see what it's actually called, because it's not, I mean, a heat rod, I don't think, no, yeah, it's called a heat rod, just kidding. Yeah, no, see, that's the thing, is a uh, heat rod is what the goofs have, which is like a, a hot, but also like mm-hmm. a electrified uh-huh. whip. Said, uh, like a goof, uh-huh. anyway. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> I, I, I only figured they would have changed the name, because like, it's not smooth like the heat rod is, it's like right, jaggedy, yeah. like a tail, I figure like a heat whip would it be does, more appropriate. I mean, obviously that's what it's made to to mm-hmm. represent there um 
especially with with it being wired back to the back like it is yes i i love how it looks but let me tell you on any gunpla that thing is a pain in the ass no matter what yeah. oh it's god either, yeah yeah it's either individual pieces you have to like like click together which is very hard to do because they're very jagged um yeah. and uncomfortable or you have to like line them up on a wire and then they're really loose and like clicky clacky nope that's not miserable anyway anyway anyways, yeah. enough about the fbi <laughs> Um, <laughs> we get zero system versus zero system. Yeah, basically. this is so fucked up. Like we we haven't. I think the the animators scared themselves by drawing heroes like <laughs> terrifying glassy rainbow eyes because he just kind of gets like a yellow glow in his eyes now. Yeah, um, yeah. Zex get a gets a fucking red glow in his. Yeah, though. right at the end of their uh, little little clip together too because. They they clash. It is the Epion versus Wing Zero. It's it's exactly what you expect. The title on the tin says. Um, and like in the distance, we see like there's a battleship with some Virgos headed their way. They don't really give a shit. They keep fighting. Um, but they are like head to head, predicting each other's movements, trying to keep up. Hero even says Epion is actually like sluggish, trying to keep up with his response times to stuff, which. Boy, I wonder how Zex is feeling because he could kind of not really handle the tall geese to start with, and now he's in the wing zero, which is like Which is even better and yeah. faster. <laughs> it is it is bonkers how fast these two are moving and trying to like counter and and just like predict and and advance on each other. It's so, so cool to see all the action. Just perfectly, perfectly in sync. Oh, and that's that's the thing is they clash, and the first time it's like beam saber versus beam saber. They both get shots inside their cockpit. Hiro is like, "It's Zex," <laughs> and Zex is like, "Hiro Yui." It's they so just good. Im- they immediately know who it is. It's so good. I recognize this steak is, anywhere. Yeah, it is exactly like Char versus Amuro. Like, oh, I feel the pressure. Like that new type pressure yes. type shit. It's so good. Oh, I miss new types. I miss I miss Katra. I will mm-hmm. say, like previously, the uh, Mercurius and the Veiate fight was, I think, my favorite leading up to this. Yeah. Um, I think it, it might just be all of the emotions I have around Wing Zero, just nostalgia based. But this this fight may be the my favorite now. Well, I I think leading up to this too feels pretty earned. I, yeah, oh, absolutely. Because yes, we, we've think... been here. At, Two I think or the three payoff, times. Yeah, I think the payoff is a little bit of a bummer, but like now they are like this is essentially the first time that they've been on like even footing, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh Ooh. so it's really good to see. What I'm excited about is like th- this is like the preliminary fight, because this is just the fight that allows them to get yeah. into their respective Gundams. Like next yeah. time is gonna is going down. And while they're fighting, Zex is kind of like He's seeing all of this, like, imagery. I, I think Epion might be showing it to him, or, like, uh, the Wing Zero is, like, relaying it to him somehow. But he's seeing, like, the Sank Kingdom's collapse. And he's like, well, if the Sank Kingdom has collapsed, this this battle's pointless. And, like, Hiro, I don't even need to face off with you. And the Zero system tells Zex. And Zex is like, Zero, you're telling me to kill Hiro Yui. It is, like... Oh, this is like for real, for real. This isn't some showdown duel. This is like no. to the death. Yeah, they want to fucking kill each other. Um, as they clash, we cut over to I guess Bremen is where the Romafeller headquarters are. Um, Relina is meeting with Dermail here. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. This is very much Dermail trying to like 
you know, pivot on Relina surrendering because he basically tells her, hey, newsflash, you're the one who's right here. And in fact, Relina, you're so right. Would you like to be, would you like to fucking run this place? Would you like to be the chief representative of Aromafeller? Would you like to be literally the queen? Would you like to be the queen of the world? Their mail does a really good job of lying directly to her face (laughs) in a way that is Mm -hmm. convincing to her. It, It is... It is the villain of the entire campaign rolled a natural 20 on a persuasion roll or like a bluff roll mm-hmm. and you did not you did not succeed in parsing it and you are absolutely falling into it. it this this whole time it is Dermale just kind of like jabbing a knife into Alina's back like haha you failed but also you you know, like you know Romafeller has been like on your side this whole time and and now we have you as this unifying figure for all of the nations of Earth, Relina. Wouldn't that be so perfect? And she's it like is, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, and it is brutal to watch. It is horrifying to like watch her steadily. Like she tries to like fight it off because she's like, oh, I don't want this title. There mm-hmm. are people in poverty who need assistance. There are people who need lifting up. If I take a title like Queen. If I if I take a title like head of Romafeller, I'm not going to be able to help those people. And Dermail just keeps twisting that knife until she kind of like half-heartedly agrees to think about it. It's it's good. Like what kind of gets her to think about it is when he says, "You and I both want absolute total pacifism. We just yeah. go about it different ways." Yeah, and that like Which starts is such horseshit. Yeah, it, he's like I said, he's straight up fucking lying to her. Mm-hmm. God, God, I. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, after Relina begins to do a thonk about this, we cut back to Zex and Hero, who are still duking it out to the point where they enter the fucking soup and like their zero systems both overload on each other. Yeah. Yep. So. Before they get to that point, too, they're both kind of, like, conversing with their mobile suits. Like, Hero is, like, kind of consulting and kind of, like, telling Epion, like, no, I shouldn't do that. And and Zex is kind of, like, on the same line. Like, Zex was talking to the Wing Zero earlier, saying, like, oh, you're telling me to kill Hero Yui? And and they they do it a lot while they're fighting. There, There is something that is definitely pushing them in a direction and they're kind of trying to fight it and like max says they clash one more time and there's zero systems like genuinely we get the fucking like matrix green number text on screen and and they get completely overloaded and the epion collapses the cockpit opens and hero slams to the ground true to form uh and Zex just kind of exits the wing, and the wing just like, falls off a cliff. He can't exit a mobile suit any other way. No. <laughs> uh, and and the the wing zero falls like off a cliff behind him, and Hiro is like on the ground, and he still has that like visor on the Epion's astro suit down in front of his face, and he um he's on the ground, and Zex is still standing, and he manages to pull a gun. And, and then, then just we... fucking collapses still. Oopsie. Yeah, and then he just kind of collapses too. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, and then we bounce way back to outer space, uh, all the way. Hey, to John Belushi's here. The moon base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and tell me about this man that Tuberov is talking to. Uh, this his name is Sedici. Um, what number is that? Do we know? I could not tell you. Well, the point is he's John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Like, we thought fucking Kakarkonker Cooler from Zeta Gundam is John Belushi, and he is, but this is after <laughs> Colony John Belushi. Yeah, absolutely. This is this the is fucking, like, John is Belushi is a universal constant here. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but he's on he's on Tuberov's Big Nasty Battleship is the important thing. Um, so we're on Tuberov's Big Stinky Battleship. Uh, John Belushi, a.k.a. Sadichi, is, like, his sort of second-in-command here, right? Um... Tubarov, he loves, he's like, oh, these fucking rules, how much we've taken and oppressed people to build this symbol of Rumafeller. It's and fucking, oh, I love made, this shit, man. They've um, made a lot of progress of on it, too. Kind of. Like, kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yes, well, yeah. they have. Because they have, yeah. Um, And he, like, gets into a shuttle. They're they're about to go off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Specifically, I think tu- Sadishi stays behind and Tubarov goes to the shuttle. Yeah. Um, And then... The pilot's like, haha, never mind. And we see him pull a gun on him. Here's how I think it's going to go down. Hmm, interesting. It's a dear sister cut type moment here. The, the uh, co-pilot, because that's the seat he is in the shuttle, kind of mm-hmm. turns around and we see the white armband on him. <laughs> Uh-oh, sisters. This is, oops. This is, it is a very obvious, like, well, to be fair, like, of the things they could have done, it's a little subtle. But, like, at the same time, it is a very obvious, like, white band tied around his arm. Um, yeah. It's What's also the, wait, framed, wait. It's also does, framed what is, in the shot. <laughs> what what color does white represent? Uh, War. Crime. <laughs> <laughs> I have to print out another fucking page in my goddamn lore Bible because there's a fucking another faction in this stupid show. Yeah, I, I made a joke about this earlier today. Uh, I think this is Gundam Wing is now on uh, four levels of internal betrayal. Uh-huh. It went from <laughs> Alliance to Oz to Romafeller, and now we're at fucking White Fang. Well, it went from Alliance to Oz to Trey's faction. Yep. And, That's and right. now And now White Fang. So they announced that they are part of White Fang, and uh, the base starts blowing up, and one of them says, like, the Artemis Revolution is underway. So there's a cool title for, you know, the thing that's happening, like Operation Nova or Operation Meteor. Don't worry, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna not going to need to remember it, but they're going to hit you with it a bunch of times anyways. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we see their leader. Um, we don't know his name until the next episode, so as for <laughs> now, I just fucking, refer to him as Puffy Vest Guy. Yeah, he's a fucking, like, old history teacher who's cold. <laughs> he looks like Tuberov, but normal, kind of. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, he kind of does. He's, he's the exact same hair. A budget. <laughs> he's like long, swept black, white hair. Um, I think his name is Quins. It, it's it's Cans is how it's pronounced uh, in English, which is hilarious. The fuck it I'm isn't. Pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's yeah. It's spelled like Q U I N Z E, which is supposed to be Quince, which is uh, fifteen in Spanish. So Quinceanera is the leader of the White Fang. <laughs> yes. God damn yep. It. Yep. Yep. Um, the, the wouldn't you know it? The colonies are have fully fucking horseshoe theoried around to being revolutionaries again. Yes, exactly. We did it. it. Good job, team. White Fang, in particular, is colony specific revolutionaries who want to throw off the shackles of Oz and Romafeller. And mm-hmm. I think Kinse, uh, cans Kinse, whatever. He says it in like the next episode, but he's basically like, you know, we're just following the lead of Hiro Yui, and it's like. Which fucking one? Which interesting? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now this is the Hiroyui that's dead, right? Can you clarify? Tubarov <laughs> <laughs> uh, ends up getting basically placed under arrest uh, and taken back onto the lunar base where he's held captive. 
Um, but he makes a break for it and then gets into like a single server room, hacks a computer, whatever. And he's like, my perfect mobile dolls will get me out of this. And he's just like way too excited about how he's going to get to use the mobile dolls to save himself. Mm-hmm. And Virgos. I mean, to be fair, at first, he seems to be right. Um, they show like up and they second. do start. Yeah, they do start tearing had, up there, everybody. Had there not been Deus Machina, <laughs> De- De- had there not been one rude misogynist on the moon base, <laughs> Deus in Machina, <laughs> um, uh, my sweet idiot son return yeah, from the yeah. war. Virgos start blowing up like Tauruses inside the lunar base, and they're gonna come save Tuberov, and then just kind of out of nowhere, Ultron Gundam shows up. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And he's here to just fucking double dragon punch two of them in the face at the same it time. Beats fucking ass. But it's importantly, fuck to watch. He's not only destroying the mobile dolls. He's also destroying the Tauruses here because he's just he just wants to kill literally anyone who's fighting <laughs> right now. Yep. He has he has kind of the same stance that Hero said. He's taking out anyone who is doing battle. Mm-hmm. Except Hero's already gone away from that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, if I just move slow, give him time, he'll get there. Uh, Tuber- just don't put a fucking woman in front of him, because he's going to get hung oh, up on God. that for at least a whole episode. Tubrov has one well, of the most excellent moments in just about any series I've ever seen, where he starts cheering on his mobile dolls and yes! saying he's invincible, and then the room fucking As explodes. the room falls apart around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tubrov's final words, I'm invincible. Crash. It rules. I- I have seen that clip on like Gundam out of context Twitter like a half dozen times. It's, it's so good. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious every it's single great. time. Uh Wufei's just kind of like chilling in the destruction after all this fighting in like in the rubble mm-hmm. and he just walks away and he's like, I'm gonna be true to my own sense of justice. And then we go back to the shit that we're here for, <laughs> which is Hiro and Zex. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're chilling they're now. Yeah, they're 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 sitting around and and kind of like I love that they're just chatting. This is my favorite shit. Like sworn, like sworn enemies to the end of time are just talking. Oh, I, God, I love that. Love this exchange yep. so much because Hiro ends up saying something like Epion told him that Zex was like in his way and he's not like he doesn't disagree. He thinks Zex is like an obstacle he needs to overcome mm-hmm. and. Uh, and Zex is like, okay, cool. And Hiro's like, by the way, I want the wing zero. And Zex is like, tosses him the keys. And he's yeah. just like, take it for a ride, baby. Yeah. Um, but as as he's leaving, Hiro tells Zex that, uh, I, oh, I have the line, hang on. He says, use Epion as you like, because it was built by Trey's, and I don't understand that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which Me neither, buddy. Very... A very hero you thing to say, and also <laughs> kind of agree with him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- uh, Trace does say something along the... Or, uh, Zex, yeah. Zex does say something along the lines of being like, yeah, Trace would actually want me to have this. So yeah. everyone's kind of on board for the swap. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> when it's, you're it's right, you're really right. fucking good. Uh, hero basically says he'll take out the incoming Virgos in the Wing Zero, <laughs> and then Zex goes, like, sicko mode in the Epion, and Relina like, feels the disturbance in the Force. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, he he starts like screaming as he's like you know slaughtering some Virgos or something. And Relina like looks up. She's like, "Huh? <laughs> Hello." That's like the transition to the end of the episode. Is uh, Relina's kind of I think talking to herself, right? 
She she tells the Romafeller aide that's in the room with her that she consents oh. to becoming the chief representative. Yeah, right. like she like okay. comes in and opens her door and like checks in on her, and that's yeah. when Relina tells her. Yeah. Im- importantly enough, since the show is the mo- the least subtle thing in the world, she watches a beautiful sunrise after she says she'll become <laughs> the chief representative. It's a metaphor. Do you get it? Oh, uh, don't worry. It gets worse. There are some within writers these that episodes. use subtext, and they are cowards. <laughs> peace is good. <laughs> Just peace, Max? Not peace and freedom? God. (laughs) War and peace are both good. I see, I see, I see. Uh, Man, it's boring around here. (laughs) (laughs) That'll take us to episode 38 of New Bubble Report Gundam Wing. The birth of Queen Relina. Wufei continues to fight both Oz and White Fang, attempting to stop all conflict in space. Noyan arrives to try and convince him to join her side and further the spirit of total pacifism, but he performs misogyny and leaves. Meanwhile, Hildy and Duo track down Katra. As the two pilots meet, Duo tells Katra of Troa's location, but when Katra meets with Troa, he learns of his amnesia and is sent away by Catherine, who doesn't want to see him hurt again. The colony where the circus is becomes the site of a battle, and as Katra sends them to safety and fights off the combatants, Troa hears Katra's pleas for help and heads to the battlefield, promising Catherine he'll return safely. Lastly, Queen Relina makes a public address as the chief representative of the Romafella Foundation, announcing the abolition of all national borders and the birth of one world nation. Good God. Hey, this all sucks a bit. <laughs> Seems a bit shit. We needed something to bring us down after the epic highs of last episode. Yeah. It's like, you know, (laughs) I'm tired. Uh, New narration this week. We hear about Oz fighting White Fang. It's, you know, we we know what it is. It's a bunch of Romafeller guys who say, hey, actually, colonies are good now again. Let's let's fight on their behalf. Fuck you, Romafeller. Fuck you, Oz. Get out of here. We're in charge now. My head is spinning. It never stops. (laughs) Spinning just like Hero's famous move in the Gundam. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This is is one of the things that I've been like trying not to get too excited about because a lot of people like late wing and I understand why. But at the same time, late wing is usually where I tend to fall off because of shit like this. Like... I'm I'm so lost in the shades of gray at this point. Yes, like absolutely. I'm I am out of my depth, and I know it. I am literally just here for the the cool yeah. robots. Like TBQH, this is like I I'm having more fun with this show than I ever have. I think because it's just like you think that they're done adding a new fucking splinter faction, but no, they get you with one more. It's just like yeah. oh hell yeah, wing! I know you wouldn't let me down. <laughs> hey, you described wing. it a really interesting way. In the Discord, you're like, this is just a shonen anime. It's not. It's yeah. not like a regular, like mm-hmm. era Gundam show. You can't really look at it that way. Just I, enjoy the ride. I, as much as G Gundam was way more of like a Sentai Super Robot series, Gundam Wing, I think, genuinely kind of marks the transition, like really fully away from the real robot style that Gundam has had up to this point you know uh with everything like like 0079 and zeta and double zeta like they they took everything really seriously to to an extent like double zeta is like a goofball laugh and a half most of the time um but like it's it's almost unavoidable uh that the show kind of transitioned with the age of like popular shows and Mm -hmm. 
this is this is definitely kind of like a, a milestone for Gundam as a whole. Yeah, it feels like not a complete course correction from G because like it is shown in like G was not nearly at that level, but it feels like they're kind of like winding back down from how fucking nutty that because like victory happened and then G happened. They're like, right. oh shit, we need to make a show that doesn't make people sad. But they wanted to go back to real robot after G and they're like, okay, we can't fully go back. People are going to get really sad again. So they did, um, right. they did wing. And I think X is next. And that's, X is that's exactly what I was going to say I is think- I, I think the, they, they took the things they really wanted to do in terms of design, in terms of storytelling and like kind of keeping more true to, uh, the the like the heart of anti-war not necessarily being about peace but like the anti-war stance and like the oh if you have a weapon of mass destruction maybe don't use it kind of like stance i think that's what gundam x really gets to um but mm-hmm. i haven't seen it unfortunately um but i have heard very good things from prior host of the show i've Colin. heard it's a bit silly with it yeah, but good. as somebody who's only watched Wing and IBO, it's I, I I will eventually get around to watching some of the older ones that obviously have a much different vibe to them. Um, mm-hmm. Just just to see the differences there, just inherent. Yeah. Try something different. Eh. Um, I can just watch the same two shows again for the hundredth time, or you could play award-winning MMO Final Fantasy. So Noin shows up. Um. She, we were, she flies so out into sorry. White Taurus. <laughs> I did not mean to make that into like a TED talk about Gundam. <laughs> oh, people. Oh, no, 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 no. People love when we actually like say meaningful things about the show instead of just like screaming, isn't this sick? So, oh, fuck. Yeah, you I done am good. the wrong sick, host though. for this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you tell me now I'm supposed so, to be analytical? Well, but <laughs> both can be true. <laughs> um, Noin shows up here. She introduces herself to Wu Fei and she's like, hey, it's me, Noin. Uh, I love both space and Earth. I don't want to harm either. I need the help of you Gundam pilots to help see the sinkings of ideals of total pacifism. And Wu Fei pulls his fucking staff and activates it. A fucking dickhead. Yeah, he's <laughs> armed. He's ready. But he kind of like sees Noin's resolve in like just completely not attacking or reacting at all. Um, and then fucking Chang Wu Fei says, huh, sounds like something a woman would say. And flies off. Yeah. And, My and boy, you gotta stop. It's episode 30 fucking 8. I, I, I think it's... <laughs> is it before they chat, Wu Fei is basically telling everyone to disarm anyways? He's like, you need to disarm yeah, because weapons in the hands of, of weak people just leads them to think they're strong and some shit like that. Yeah, like a high key, like a really good line. I just hate that Wu Fei said it. Yeah. It's... Yeah... Yeah, it's it's it, it, again. Th- he's not heartbreaking. Worst guy dynamics. Excellent point. Oof. Right, and then oh god, he actually makes it before he's the worst guy. You know, uh, he, yeah. He couches. He couches saying good things in saying shitty things. Mm-hmm. Can't fucking uh, stand this kid. And then we bounce over to my favorite uh, young power couple in this series: domestic which life is duo and Hildy. And they're they're uh, like chatting about Troa and the fate of the colonies because Duo just ran into him. Um, and Hildy is like, you know what you need, Duo? You need to get out there and you need to do something functional. You need to do something like helpful. You need a job. And she finds him like a position. She finds an open position on a resource satellite. And she mentions it's a resource satellite run by the Winter family. And Duo's like, 
No fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) Looking into, making fucking Jim off his face in the camera. Absolutely. Um, And then we just like. He says something about like the prodigal son must have returned. It's it's so fucking cute. It's good. Yeah, because we like immediately cut to them reuniting. This is so nice. I love this. Hard cut duo is just in a chair with his leggies up. (laughs) He's in Katra's like big boy CEO chair. It's really great. After, yeah, after, like, Duo, like, he, he just, like, kind of does a cheesy introduction, and Katra just basically runs up and hugs him. Um, and we find out that Katra's sisters have actually essentially been running everything in the absence of their father, because mm-hmm. the colonies at large still believe Katra's dead. Um, so he's kind of, like, helping behind the scenes, but he's not actually in charge of anything. His sisters are, like, still running everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at least publicly. Yeah, yeah, because because he's he's dead technically. Well, yeah, and yeah. and Katra says he came back to to space to help unite the Gundam pilots, uh, to help create yeah. that peaceful world. Uh huh. Duo gets kind of in his head about this, and he's like, you know, I should be the only one to have to fight, but like now all the colonies are fighting. Maybe peace truly is an impossible dream here. Um, and Katra also like he consoles him by saying that he also made a huge mistake, uh, presumably letting his father die. Uh, and he'll do whatever he can to like make up for it. And he says, once the dream is lost, everything is lost. And then duo fucking snaps back to normal form by saying, well, a dismal future might be fitting for the God of death. Thanks duo. That's he, it's he really can't, interesting. Duo's that one person who can't say anything like serious. Sincere can't without say cracking sincere. A joke yeah. That's why it. I love him. He's, he's exactly me. Um, it's interesting that you say that the mistake was letting his father die because the first thing I thought of was him shooting and killing Troa. <laughs> uh, because at oh, this that's point, also, well, oh, that was Katra, probably it. And huh, that does yeah. fit considering the thing that happens immediately after. Yeah, because Katra doesn't know necessarily. I mean, he believes Troa is alive, but he doesn't have proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it was. No, yeah, you're right. I because I, his father wasn't really his mistake. I guess like he certainly feels regret of not being able to save his father in time, but that wasn't like his doing that was more roma feller um god max but also it was his father analysis right it was his father bringing it on himself for hoarding resources Acab. both are true um so let's see duo mentions uh he's like i'm gonna i i I, my notes are weird here but like he mentions something but like it's very obvious he's like mentioning like katra to meet up with troa to like continue reuniting the gundam pilots um but before that we cut back to earth Relina is being fitted for her ceremony of being crowned queen of the world or whatever the fuck. The destiny of the world is on her shoulders. She's looking wow, a little dang. bit Princess Diana with it. Yeah, the hair is a strange uh, departure from her normal styles and fits. It, it uh, makes her hair look very short. It's interesting. Yeah. It's different, but it's like... It is very mm. like reminiscent of uh, like English royalty to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like you mentioned the, the Princess Diana style, but like... Something about like historical women figures. A lot of times they're depicted with their hair up and styled yeah. in a certain way, and so I very I, regal. It is very much Roma Feller going for that like old money English aesthetic that they all very much have because they're all a bunch of European rich white fuckers, um, <laughs> and so <laughs> they're trying to appeal to their own demographic. Yeah. Hmm. And then knock knock, and, um, open up the door. It's real, <laughs> with the nonstop pop pop, <laughs> stainless steel. Dorothy's here, and Jesus Christ, I'm not a ah, boy. 
What an outfit for a 15 year old to wear. She's 15. I am I am uncomfortable. I am upset. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't make her wear this. Just a thought. Uh, it's too late for that now. The thought is Dorothy, frankly. <laughs> Goodness. Sorry. Damn. Fucking get her ass. I'm the Wufei of the podcast now. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I I immediately felt bad about it, but I'm gonna make a joke at my own expense. Anyways, Dorothy's here, and uh, she is basically walking Relina to the meeting for the announcement. And while they're walking, Dorothy's like, "I'm just so excited. It's almost as if this is happening to me." And then the meeting happens, and Relina gives her speech to the entire fucking world. Well, hold on. You skip. You skipped ahead a lot of a lot of parts. There's a lot that oh, happens in between. Then I did and now. stop yeah, looking there's, at there's my a... notes. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um. So she accepts it. Duke Dermale kind of crowns her and puts her up on stage, and then our sweet old terrible Duke starts rambling about plans and responsibilities for Roma Feller. And a friend in the audience stands up and says, what the fuck? So specifically, the guy in the audience who stands up is, yeah. um, his name is written in my notes. And if I look in my notes, I can see where it says, because the name of the guy who said it. You see, this is why I don't take good notes, because it's not my responsibility to look it's, things it's up. It's Marquis Wayridge. <laughs> it's her grandfather. Wait, this is, no, this happened. Okay, we've skipped ahead to the third episode. This, he does not show up no until episode fuck. three. No way. The the episode ends as Relina like begins like finishes her speech. No one talks about it until the next episode. Oh my god, I fucked up so bad. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. Yep, you're right. That is the next episode. <laughs> okay. Rewind. Hang on. Hang Th- on. This is me. Okay. You're probably right. wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> let me let me bring it back. I have I have a good note to pick back up on. So Duo and Katra talk were circus. talking. Duo. Yeah. Uh, oh, we leaves. did skip all of this. <laughs> Duo leaves, and the remark he has is, this place is a little too high class for me. I'll see you around, buddy boy. And uh, I love to hear it. I love to see it. It's very playful. It's very much duo. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Uh, then we see Relina getting dolled up to become queen. Hiro is working yes. on his Gundam. And then we cut over to a circus, which, hey, for the record, how did the whole circus get onto a colony? It's a circus. That's what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a tent. You can they, move those, Jay. I I understand that, but how, like, did they get like like funded to come out to space? Because you gotta fly the elephants out to space. Okay, yo, that that does present an incredible sort of logistical issue. How you the know, fuck like, do you get endangered like animals into space? <laughs> what about a lion on a spaceship? Is that similar? Oh my god, oh, it's probably fine. <laughs> okay, so. In the circus, at, or I guess like after the circus, Katra a bunch of clowns show goes... up with machine guns, and the kid gets separated from his mother. Wait, <laughs> Chippy Crockett's mom gets killed. Hang on, hang on. Um, wait, so... wait, we're on the wrong episode again. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is like really fucking mad. First of all, Duo seemingly just didn't tell Katra that Tro lost his memories. He just like yeah, oh, that yeah. was a, that was a strange choice to not give him a heads up about that one because Catherine's he's... like immediately pissed off at at Katra for like trying to dredge up duo or Troa's past and Troa's like clutching his head and is like, I know him, but who? Oh, yeah. Um, we do get a cute little moment of duo in like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was gonna say we we get a cute little moment, uh, just a quick cutaway of Duo like in his hangar talking to Death Scythe. Oh, yeah, but he calls it Ibo partner. He's like Ibo, what should we do? Oh, like, that's so much sweeter. It's nice. I, he just calls it by name in in the sub. No, uh, uh-uh. or in the <laughs> Death dub, Scythe. Rather, hell, sorry. what do we do? He just calls it Death Scythe. Actually, believe it or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he. It's very sweet. I I love when people have those moments with their ungodly destruction war machines where they're just talking to it being like well pal what are we gonna do mm-hmm. it's it's very sweet and it's very endearing. that's like He's- one thing that i really enjoy in, in gundam that you don't get in a lot of other mech animes is that kind of like familial relationship they form with their uh their suits it's really yeah. interesting mm-hmm. it, it's interesting Rather than just because being like a thing yeah that well they use. I, I think a lot of other pieces of like super robot uh, material, they kind of view it as an extension of themselves. Maybe that is yeah, that is the difference. It's it's it, it it's very much are, other. They know yeah. they're using an yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's very endearing, and he he looks at Death Scythe. He's like, "What are we gonna What are we gonna do?" And then the circus puts on a show, and Troa prior to the show is a little more spaced out than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as Katra's like leaving, because you know Catherine kind of ran him off as the show's going on, and then he gets intel uh, that the White Fang and Oz are battling, and they're quickly approaching the colony. Uh, so now we got to fucking evacuate everyone. Uh, a ceiling floodlight thing like falls, and Catherine like dives into Troa and like knocks him out of the way. Um, Katra yeah. like runs back in to check on everyone, and make sure they're escaping, and very you know, dramatic. Catherine is like. Yeah, Ka- Catherine's like, fucking get away from my boy, get away from my little brother. Um, Catherine's like in tears at this point. She's like, I can't lose anyone close to me ever again. Um, but then Troa gets up and he's like, don't cry. I promise to protect you. Yeah. It's like, oh, you get the, your groove back, buddy? Yeah, a little bit. They they kind of have like a little moment and Troa says he remembers something someone close to him told him which is to act on your emotions uh oh, okay <laughs> who could have said that just a just a really good callback to like a very quiet moment between him and hiro early on in the show mm-hmm. and uh katra after like kind of getting them to safety heads off to sand rock um after he's out in space troa and Catherine are still talking and troa like hears katra's cries um, very much like the soul of space type shit Katra was talking about, and Ka- Catherine uh, Katra just has a lot of new type shit surrounding him constantly. Catherine just a new type. She doesn't want to let Troa go, and and no. that's when he says the line about like acting on your emotions, and he promises to return to her. Uh, he and then rhythm that. motion starts fucking playing. rhythm emotion fucking intensifies. <laughs> of course it does. Which is like I was about to pop off, but then I realized like oh yeah no Troa just doesn't have heavy arms. <laughs> Like yeah. he nope. shows up in a shuttle and then the scene ends. Yeah, it's it's fucking silly. So Katra's out on the battlefield, he sees a shuttle flying toward him, and then we head back down to Earth. Relina is then met by Dorothy, uh, told how she's gonna become a leader of the world. Dorothy is like, you know, super excited for, like I mentioned earlier. Um, and <laughs> she kind of ends it all by telling Relina to smile, which is just just cynical. Uh. Um and this is like Relina then makes her speech and we get shots mm-hmm. of basically every character we've met uh, like seeing the speech. 
We get, I think it's Duo and Hildy together. We get Noin with uh, the the boys that are with her, I think. Uh, Hiro, I think, sees it from like the cockpit of the Wing Zero. And this is when Relina announces there's no more borders. We are one nation now. And as she announces that, it's, That's a funny thing to just say. It's pretty fucking wild. Uh, and then we get a shot of a man watching a television in the dark. And it's Trey's. Um, he's, he's just glowing just, by the screen light. He's just like, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, and then Hiro stares at the screen in the Wing Zero's cockpit and just goes, uh, Relina. Relina. The episode ends. It's really fucking funny that watching this show in 2021 and thinking... Well, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't need borders. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm think, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. If we had no borders, do you think nationality would stop? Hmm. Okay, no. But I mean, again, no. this is an incre- very much an on paper. Hey, yeah. I don't, I don't like this conversation. I'm scared. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Next episode. <laughs> uh, next episode. Episode thirty nine. I've talked about most of it already, but it's Troa's return to the battlefield. Zex doesn't see the point in fighting anymore and gets offered a job by White Fang as a symbol of their revolution in space. Dorothy continues to spin a web and pull its strings, now undermining her own grandfather in the Romafeller Foundation. Noin continues to collect Gundam boys with plans to pick up Duo next. Duo rejects White Fang in order to try and fight for the colonies alone. We get a pretty long and well-arranged action sequence, and Hiro promises to make good on his promise to kill Relina. Promise, promise. Yep, I, promise, I promise. realized it as I was reading it. Fuck you. <laughs> he said the line. He said the line from the first episode. He's, yeah, he said the line I'm from the first episode. You. There was a while there where he wasn't going to kill her. And to yeah. be fair, I was a little concerned for his mental health. He forgot about his important mission to kill Relina. <laughs> Only then can the show end. So I I think the narration for the beginning of this episode was new, but it might have been recycled from the previous I think it's the one. same I think it's the same as last week talking about Oz fighting White Fang now. Okay. Interesting. Uh it, it does this really nice thing though, like it did last week, where it just kind of leads very naturally into the beginning of a scene. It's it's very much like a stage play. It's it's arranged really well. I liked it a lot. Um there are two dudes in the blue Romafeller outfits. Um and they're talking, one of them is talking about retiring, and the other one's like, well, we're actually members of the Queen of the Earth's Army Corps now. Our next battle's already waiting for us, so we can't retire yet. And they just kind of, like, laugh, and they're like, ha-ha, time to go do battle, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. And then they fuck off in a, a truck with a weapon on it. <laughs> yeah. I thought... We cut, we cut behind them into a bar... So the fact that they were leaving this bar and Miliardo's there drinking a drinking Cafefe, I thought like they were just hauling out the Epion. I'm like, did you just give it to them? But no. Um Right? Like he still got that. But it wasn't clear at first. Yeah. But um, you know, we we he he's just chilling and then he gets approached by Kins, the leader of the White Fang. Yeah, Kins. Um who Kins and Cans and he's like, I have nothing to do with you. I'm not gonna help you start a revolution on Earth. And this is when Kin Kinsenera mentions that uh, mm-hmm. White Fang adopted the ideals of their leader Hiro Yui. So I guess Hiro Yui wasn't a whole pacifist. I mean, if he's telling the truth, Hiro Yui, if he's like in charge of the columns revolutionary movement from years ago, who fucking knows anymore? Um, 
He's like, I just want you and Epion to come to space. Specifically, Epion, we need a Gundam. The Gundam is a symbol of rebellion. Please come to space. And he hits him. He hits him with, for me, this war is over. Once again, I've lost any reason to fight. And, and, yeah. And Kans is just like, uh, okay. And like Zex, Miliardo, you know, he doesn't really claim either of those titles in this conversation, but he, he thinks to himself, peace shouldn't come this easily. He's mad. He's mad mm-hmm. that there's peace. Well, he specifically says he's not Zex and then he doesn't respond to Peacecraft. Right. Which was yeah. a, a slight variation, but still interesting. IMO. Yeah. He's, he's baby is what he is. He's yeah. Eduardo Mass. He's Schwartz Bruder. Car and Zippel. So we cut to Bremen. Uh, Duke Verage is here. He's finally showed up for real this time. Uh, he asks Dermail what gives him the authority to announce this abolition of border plan. And he's like, hey, I thought Relina was the chief representative here. Like, it's her job yeah. to decide these things, not you. And he even says it's disrespectful for Dermail to sort of enact these plans. And he's like... We've been talking about it. We think we should do democracy. You should step down. More than half of us have would vote as such. Yeah, he's like, you should step down like the former Trey's. And then Dermail calls Trey's a dictator and says, I'm not stepping down like that idiot did. Oops. And then, like, and then everyone gets really tense. And he's like, I'll step down when the time when I'm comes. Ready. And everyone's mm-hmm. just like, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, if you all yeah, want me to, I'll do it eventually. This is this is where Markiway Ridge, uh, Relina's grandfather, is speaking like on her behalf. It's it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. After the meeting, Way Ridge is kind of like leading a small group of people, and he's basically rallying a bunch of Romafeller fuckers to try to overthrow Dermail and try to get him out of power. And then they kind of part a little bit, and we see a young woman walking amidst them. Yeah. So. All of this shit is Dorothy's plan, apparently. It is like fucking the, wild that this 15-year-old Because they're like, are is... you sure we should be doing this? And then turn, look at Dorothy? Yeah. It's I, insane. That happened, and I almost fucking, like, kicked my computer into oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite girl. Yeah, my favorite character is the one pulling the strings behind overthrowing her own grandfather, I guess? Like... Grand what's, patricide. What's the, what's the play here, Dorothy? Like, what the fuck are you up to? God, it's it's so good. It's so good. No, it's, no, it's uh, not. It we... sucks. <laughs> I like Dorothy. She's nice. She's just nice. She's nice. Hey, we cut from one baffling moment to the next because Noin is in the outfit of all time. This rodeo-ass lesbian. I love Noin so much. This is... This is on par with her rescuing Sally Poe in terms of like yeah. top nine moments for me. It's just I may her. have felt my heart flutter with like the tassels on her top. Yeah, it the was fucking yeehaw. The fucking leather outfit, double breasted with the fucking leather tassels. It's where the f- where the fuck did you get that? You're in outer space. Like I know. God. Like she's in a shuttle with Troa and Katra and just in this yeehaw ass outfit. Troa still doesn't remember anything, but he's like, I'm just comfortable being with you people. Uh, They're heading towards uh, Winner's resource satellite to, like, make the final modifications to Sandrock. Um, Oh, God, the next scene. Oh, God. Hey. Yeah, yeah. You heard of symbolism? Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, Can you you elaborate on that? (laughs) 
I have, well, I have waited nearly a year to talk about this. I, You've linked it in the Discord like three times leading up to this. It's very good. The, the funny thing is, is I wasn't the person who posted it originally. Oh, I've God, seen this right. image. I've seen this image so many times without context and like seeing it with context now. It knocked me completely on my fucking ass because it is a purple white fang Leo with the words <laughs> peace and freedom painted on its shoulder. Do you get it? Cannot wait. Do you fucking get it? With that, it's so, it's so perfect. It, I, I'm you know, exhausted. I feel like it really epitomizes everything Gundam Wing is is about. You know, uh-huh. just just in one in one fucking frame. <laughs> God, they just really hit you. They give you the fucking Elkabong right over the goddamn head, like. No, no subtlety, no nothing. No, they don't no trust you to figure the themes out yourself. It is literally text on the screen. <laughs> <sighs> that's that's like unfor. That's too real. I I, hate it. I fucking am obsessed with this Leo with the words peace and freedom pasted on its fucking little lapel. It's so stupid. Perfect. It's fucking stupid. Like, we don't Cheap really is. even actually see where it is, because I think we just bounce right over to Hildy and Duo. No, it's like, just fucking standing in a colony. It's, it's, like, between two buildings, and then they, they show the shoulder tag, and then they move on immediately yeah. from it. Yeah, and and it's implied that it belongs to White Fang, because Hildy and Duo are talking to White Fang members. Yeah, Hildy, yeah, yeah. Hildy's arriving back home, and she kind of, like, sits outside, because she hears Duo yelling, and he is just straight up telling members of White Fang to fuck off. Mm-hmm. He's like they're sort so of muscling serious. him. Yeah, they're they're telling him like you know you have a Gundam. We got it. We need a Gundam. We need a symbol of White Fang. And Duo is just like fuck you. And they're like, all right, damn. It's a shame that the Gundam is White Fang's enemy now. Yeah, and Duo is super serious, and he's like, like okay, come at me. Fucking step to me. I dare you. And he opens the door and politely shows them out. And then he sees Hildy, and the mood entirely shifts, and he gets, like, really cartoonish, like, pops a hand in the air, and just, like, waves at her. He's like, oh, Hildy, you're home! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking good. And then Hildy, like, obviously overheard the conversation, and she's like, well, I, I want to go with you. I want to help. I want to fight for the colonies, like, what you're doing. And she's like, but I can't come with you, can I? And he just straight up says no. And Absolutely then she says, not. she says the dumbest thing possible and says, maybe I could join the military again and start fighting. It's like, Hildy, Hildy girl. Hildy, no. And uh, she's like, you know, maybe I can change the hearts and minds of people who are, are there and we can try to fight for the right thing. And then she goes on to say, like, Duo, like, you could you could be a hero if you joined White Fang. And Duo's like, that's that's not the point. Like, I'm doing it so the people of the colonies, the people like White Fang, don't have to. Yeah, I, of course I don't want you to fight. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Like, it is it is a really, really good moment. Again, like, solidifying why Duo is doing what he does alone, the way he's done it for uh-huh. so long. Yeah, like, he, he says, I don't want to be the hero. I just want to be the god of death like I always am. Yeah. And he gets in Death Scythe Hell and flies away. Mm-hmm. Or Hildy. Too bad that's the last we see of Death Scythe Hell right now. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Well, it's, a la- it's the last someone sees something later on. Um, <laughs> we cut to we cut to Tubarov's 
the, we cut to the Tuberoff Memorial nasty space battleship run by John Belushi. <laughs> um, Sadishi is like lamenting Relina's plan for no world borders, but they're like, ah, you know, no, don't, don't think about it. We got to focus on Oz and Romofeller. We got to get them out of space first. Um, we got to complete the battleship and we need to make the Earth realize that the colonies are also just one united nation. Uh, and then we get a little shot. It's all of a what- mess. It's yeah, it's it's factions, baby. Uh, I love Digimon Ghost Game. The opening is called Faction Ska. It's like horse. It's Halloween Ska. I just want to mention it because it's good. Listen to fucking Digimon Ghost Gaze. Um, you know what okay. else is like a horse? A Taurus. <laughs> Damn, it's true. Uh, we get a little shot of uh, some Leos being painted in a white fang colors, which seems to be like a sort of military olive drab type. Yeah, that's that's obviously the color I saw and uh, that's right. Said was really cool. I no, I I completely understand. Um, they do look like they're being painted like a bit of gold. The only thing that really gives away the like and informs the rest of their color scheme is the shield bits, the Mercurius shield bits that get painted because they get painted like a like a military forest green. And that okay. is the that is the only accent of color because they have those ugly ass Leo panels that are like this yellow color. But aside from that, they look tan and metallic so they could be like a pale gold it's a very dark shot of it being painted we can't really and we don't see them in action yet so we really don't know what color that's the thing is i I know for a fact there is a frame of some of these flying into combat later on and from the disc like they are small in the distance they look gold like i completely get where where you're coming (laughs) from with the with the color scheme on these so yeah um so we cut after that just the, the little scene. Noin and the boys are like still heading towards the research satellite, and they're kind of flying through like the wrecked debris of a colony. Yeah, while while Noin is talking, I won't say what she's talking about, but while she is talking, we get a cut outside of the spaceship, and we see in the distance just a wrecked, co- like a whole ass colony on top of like the stuff closer to the shuttle, which is a body floating in space with it's all rough. this metal shrapnel. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh, no good. Um. Like what Noin's talking about here is she's sort of mentioning like how the conflict is currently going on with White Fang, but like they're not the main causes. Like it was original Oz, and even going back, it was the Alliance who started all of this. But like it's going to be us who are going to finally end the conflict once and for all. But they can't do that currently because the Tin Man Squadron of Oz is here, and they are beginning to fire lasers at them. Yeah. They, they start getting fired uh, upon. We get this really, really stellar action sequence of, like, Katra and Noin. Um, but in particular, uh, Troa takes a Taurus, I believe. He takes one one of the white Tauruses and heads yeah. out into the battlefield in advance of everyone and starts, yeah, um, like, leading shooting. up to this, though, they do, like, mistake them for White Fang Oh, um, yeah. Members. Yeah, yeah like, that, that's the reason they, they say, fire on them. Yeah, yeah. they, like... They don't. They don't even like hail them. They just start firing because they think they're revolutionaries. Yeah, they're they're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they're probably transporting troops. They they say it a couple times Get throughout the combat too to kind of really help reiterate, which I'm thankful for, the fact that they thought this was White Fang, and they continue to think that even when they see a Gundam. So Troas gets out there on the battlefield. He's like, I I think I know what to do. He gets out there. He knows what to fucking do. He starts blowing yeah. shit up. Tears ass. It is wild. Like how good this man can still shoot a gun. He is he is firing this like heavy power space laser in one hand and a smaller like beam rifle in another. And it is 
very reminiscent of seeing him in the heavy arms. It's like, it's wild. Like you can kind of picture it. Um, it's because all he knows how to do is stand still and fucking shoot like a maniac. Okay. That's but fair, but it does work. Um, credit where credit is due. As he does this, uh, Noin and Katra like set the shuttle they were on to self-destruct. I not entirely sure why. Um, but Noin gets in a Taurus and, Katra gets in Sandrock, and Sandrock still isn't really equipped for space. Um, he does do some sick shit. I think Julia specifically noted there's, like, a moment where uh, he, like, changes, like, grip on one of the shotels. And, like fucking backhands it! Yeah, it's it's cool as fuck. And we see the heat shotels, like, in space. Like, they're glowing red and ripping through it's shit. very cool. Mm-hmm. Heat Throw weapons up. are just badass. True. Troa starts to get outmaneuvered, and Katra is like, I'm I'm not equipped fast enough. Like, I'm I need to go help Troa. And Noin's like, okay, the shuttle is rigged to explode. And Katra's like, perfect. I'll use that to slingshot me. And flies back to like the, the shuttle. Like the biggest brain, like immediate decision. It I was very confused at first what he was doing. He's like, Yeah, I can't get to Troa in time. I guess I'll blow myself up. I know it's it's really bizarre and so annoying is like that thing is going to blow any second and Katra's like well can't help being a white Taurus and gets fucking <laughs> gets fucking absolutely blasted by the ship's explosion and as Troa gets like outmaneuvered and pinned down Katra interrupts and slams one of the uh one of the Oz like Romafeller units mm-hmm. into something Something. Uh oh hey, what look at would you look at the time? It's time for rhythm emotion to play once Woo! more. <laughs> and as as rhythm emotion begins to get underway, we get these blue lines kind of like lighting and revealing what that mobile suit just bumped into. And it's so when, fucking cool, God wouldn't damn you it. fucking know it was the stealth cloaked Death Scythe Hell. Uh, Duo enters the incredible. fucking battlefield and he starts tearing it up. It's called the God of Death for a reason. Fucking everyone gets killed. All of this action is so fucking sick. And it it's not it's not a ton of action. Like I, I do wish there was just like a little bit more because I want to see the Death Scythe Hell in action. Oh yeah. But it I mean, we've got all the things you want to see. He slices motherfuckers in half with his double scythe. He shoots someone with his buster shield and blows him to bits. Like, there's a lot to like, but I just wanted a little bit more of it. Uh and after the battle subsides and rhythm emotion kind of starts to fade out, um, everyone's together and they're having a little bit of a conversation. And this is another one of those moments that I really just love because everyone's like out in their astro suits, like in space, just kind of communicating to each other. And Duo sees Troa and kind of like waves at him and says, are you guys playing games with these brainless machines? And (laughs) and he reintroduces himself and Troa doesn't remember him. And he's like, really? Like, I'm one of the best friends you ever had. Mm-hmm. It's so nice. I love Duo being <laughs> and, back. And Troa doesn't fucking get it. Like he doesn't get that it's a joke. He thinks he's being serious. And so Duo is like, ah, Jesus Christ, this guy can't even take a freaking joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but three go the gun. The pilots are here. We love to see it. Yeah. Um. We the final <laughs> scene of this episode after they reunite is we cut back to Earth. Heroes flying in the wing zero, and 
Wouldn't you know it, he's thinking, hmm, if Relina dies, we can eliminate that world nation and this false peace. Relina, I'm gonna kill you. To be continued next time on Gundam Dun, 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 Dun. A year is after Colony 195, a boy wants to kill a girl. <laughs> oh, Lord. Good episodes. Really good. Hey, this show's good. I like this show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Do we pretend to have a segment today? Yeah, so I am going to be taking us beyond Toon World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! Um, I wanted to, I, I wanted to dig into Relina's voice actress, which is Lisa Ann Belay, Belay, Belly, who knows, not me, um, fun fact, she was born six days before me in an entirely different year, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, hold on, <laughs> I know, right, um, <laughs> no, she, she was, uh, born April 2nd, but she has kind of like a couple other of the voice actors, voice actresses on Gundam Wing, uh, a few smaller roles. Um, like, mm. Or not not smaller roles, but like not as like big of a, mm-hmm. a rap sheet, I guess. Um, one of the, the first things I want to highlight is... Um, oh, I just lost it. She, I mean, she's been on a couple other Gundam series. Um, the OVA, or, or not OVA, sorry, the video game. That's what it is. Uh, Mobile Suit mm. Gundam Encounters in Space. Casey Liazabi. Um, ah, girl boss. Yeah, so, like, she's been some pretty good characters. Uh, she was in Inuyasha as, like, a very small side character. Um, obviously the voice of Relina. But uh, another, like, really popular, at least I think, um, like, early 2000 series visions of escaflone uh she was princess marlene aston i remember escaflone she was also um in the street fighter tv show 1995 she was cammy oh fuck yeah yeah i wonder if she did a british accent pretty pretty fucking good uh she was in a little show called uh dragon ball z (laughs) Was she now? She was, and uh, she was the voice of Goku's own wife, uh, Chi-Chi. His wife who he never kissed? His wife who he has never canonically kissed. Those kids Tremendous. exist via mitosis. <laughs> <laughs> um, the oh, no, only... he fucked. He just never oh, kissed. Sorry, so, oh, yeah, no, she, she got them cheeks clapped, but like... Oh, no! <laughs> um... There was a fun little 2004 TV show called Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Uh, she was Maru Ramius and Eileen Canover, two different characters. Okay, um, I've heard of Maru. I think Maru's decently important to the show. She sticks around into Seed Destiny, where she also voices uh, Ray Zaburl, which is a child, uh, probably in a flashback. That's why it's denoted as child in parentheses. <laughs> and uh, New Kazevsky. Uh, but yeah, okay. not not a ton of stuff, which is kind of wild. The last, I think, uh, she was she was Ada in Black Lagoon, which mm. I don't know the importance of that character, but I will note that it's a, a pretty big anime. The thing that sticks out to me the most is actually another Gundam series, because in Gundam Double O, 
She was Ooh. Sumeragi Lee Noriega. She is the captain of the Ptolemy and the Ptolemaios. She is the one in charge of all the Gundam Meisters in Gundam 00. And that, yeah. is, that is absolutely where I recognize her voice from more so than Gundam Wing because it is a like more mature version of this woman's voice. I don't know how old she was when, when she recorded Gundam Wing, but she's doing like kind of a child voice and it kind of works. Uh, but in Gundam Double uh, O, like she she really nails the role of uh, Sumeragi and uh, just blends in with all of the other people who have also been on Inuyasha in both Gundam Double O and Gundam Wing, mm-hmm. uh, including Ian Scott. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm looking. Oh, hold on, just kidding. I accidentally clicked on it complete. I clicked on the Japanese actress for Sumeragi, oh. and I was like, oh, she was a character in Xenoblade X? No, that was a complete... That's <laughs> no, that's a different person. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, she, like I said, she doesn't have a ton of credits. I think she's credited with, like, 90 roles, something like that. Uh, yep. Given the opportunity, I think the next voice I'm going to do, and we have, what, three episodes? So, I might pass it off to Julia, um, is going to be Brian Drummond, who's the voice of Zex. Now, that's uh, a name I fucking recognize. Oh, yes. That motherfucker has, like, 300 at least credited roles. His, so his... it's 225 titles. Thank you. 730 voice roles. Yes. Good yeah. lord. See, like, that's what I'm saying. I I have wanted to save, like, a good one for last, and I don't think anyone's better than Brian Drummond, because no. he's in a million fucking things. It's like if we had access to one of the CR voice actors on this show like that's what that's what yeah. brian drummond would be mm-hmm. like that list of i mean um, it's only fitting then that after you do brian drummond i'll do fucking takahito koyasu because yeah. holy moly hold on yeah let me let me check real quick um let me just let me just see takahito koyasu how many roles did he do let me just uh, pull up like uh, a million just, probably also, just quick shout out, yeah, uh, uh, Operation Meteor Zero, you know, obvious, but like... No. <laughs> yeah, he did, doing... he's done 526 roles and 465 titles. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, yep, that makes sense. I think uh, I think I should uh, swap out. The thing Drummond is that I'm pretty sure he's every actor in one of a couple of these programs that he was oh. on. Oh, uh-huh. I don't doubt it, yeah. There's a, um, I think it's a Batman Brave and the Bold episode with Mark Hamill, where he voices Swamp Thing, the Joker, the Trickster, and uh, a little character you may have heard of called Mark Hamill. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) He he voices himself. Oh, is that the one where he gets kidnapped by the Joker? And he's like in the car scene? That scene is incredible. Sorry. It's, It's fucking phenomenal. No, I love it. Um. I, I kind of want to change the Operation Meteor count to uh, Rhythm Emotion count, just because honestly, we'll hear it good idea. at least once uh, every episode, basically here on out. I'm kind of uh, into it, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's a... Next week, we finally get it as the actual opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to start sprinting to that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love that shit. Um, but yeah, gosh, that's, that's it for that'll... Lisa and Belly, Belay, Bel- oh, yeah. Belly, who knows? Not me. I'm sorry. I, I hope I you know. Lisa and Belay. <laughs> I hope I got one of the pronunciations right. But uh, you've done. If you, if you say all the pronunciations, one of them has to be right. Exactly. Statistically, <laughs> you're gonna get there. Um, time for plugs before we do one final thing. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll go first. I don't think I ever really go first. I, I always like so. to do. I always plug the actual show, so I just it flows into it. But I've been Max 
You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. Go to Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter to listen to my Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast called Pod of Greed. Go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter or SlappersOnlyPod.com to listen to my video game music showdown podcast, Slappers Only. And go to NVM the Trollocs on Twitter or I think NVMTheTrollocs.com to listen to Nevermind the Trollocs, a podcast about Amazon's Wheel of Time. The show beats so much ass. Oh my god, it's a fantastic time. Check it out. Very cool. Uh, I've been Julia. You can find me uh, basically only on Twitter at the Crown Jewels with two underscores. That's J U L E S. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast and join us on the Discord at Wow Cool Discord, which is linked in the pod, uh, the Twitter description. And I've been Jared or Jay. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Pagliacci Proto Jay. That's basically all of the places you can find me. Uh, you can also go to my domain, mechaahigao.net, which redirects to the Discord. <sighs> Are you still there, Max? Did you die? I've I've made uh, everyone yeah, in the audience no, I... once again experience senescence. <laughs> yeah, every week we always find a new shit to groan at. Um, yeah. Thank you to I Noise Space. I genuinely thought you disconnected from Discord. <laughs> oh, no, I did a really big sigh that I don't think it got picked up. <laughs> it really did sound like you hung uh, up. <laughs> that would have been funny uh, thank you to noisepace.xyz for hosting this podcast go to noisepace.xyz to find this and many many more shows podcasting forever 2022 uh, hey Julia oh god yeah did you think I forgot what's the robot of the week no th- the thing is I forgot good <laughs> fuck I'm going to the well of the show I just watched most recently uh, 86 uh, the little uh, unmanned spider robots um, from the enemy nation. They're okay, bullshit. I was going to say, you definitely brought the main ones. Yeah. Piter. Piters. We like Piters. I think I, I also from. brought Fido. <laughs> I'm just making my way through. You brought Fido. Yeah, this is like the third 86 thing you found. You brought, which is fine. It's a good show, Max. <laughs> the reason is I'm never fucking prepared. <laughs> That's good. I mean, the fun thing is to just like make delve into the depths of your mind to find what a robot make up a robot on the spot make up a robot and your make up a robot to get mad at um well hey that'll do it thank you it's the final fantasy 14q um go ahead (laughs) yes they're just their servers they had to roll out of the closet for the launch um right that'll do it for this week thank you all for tuning in to yet another rip roaring episode of wow cool robot see you next week for more wing shenanigans We'll talk about rhythm motion a lot. Um, Peach. No, no, that's not how we have the show. No, you're missing something. We don't have. Oh, shit. I forgot. You're we actually do have a sign off. Yeah. I forgot my own sign off. That's oh my God. Up. What do we always, As we what always do we usually say, say at the end of every episode? War is bad. Wow. Cool robot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Even it wasn't me. It ready. wasn't me. My own we were show. Ready. The curse My is lifted. <laughs>